What is up, everybody? Welcome back to our podcast, episode number nine. I'm along with my co-host, Alexi, and we have a very special guest today, a compatriot, Andreas Mikhail, the general of All Stars Gym in Sweden, the best nogi gym in, uh, nogi, MMA gym in Europe. It's a pleasure having you, Andreas. Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, where you come from? When did you leave Cyprus? Thank you very much. It's a pleasure being uh, here. Sorry, Amelie. We just we had like a, an early workout this morning. We woke up at the six o'clock in the morning, so we were training. So I just came home about like thirty minutes ago. So the the grind must go on, as they say. <laughs> hey, we have a very 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 big fights coming up, so we're just pushing the last uh, couple of weeks now. I think we have like six weeks left to the big one. And uh, it's uh, Leon Edwards versus uh, Kamza Shimaev. And uh, we win this one. I think we're probably going to go for the for the for the title. Wow. If hopefully the the against Usman versus uh, Durinho, uh, the what do you call him? Uh, Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns. Yes. So, uh, you know, like I know all these guys like from before because. Uh, Gilbert Burns, actually, I tr- we trained with him. Like, maybe when Alex was going to fight Matichenko. When I was going to fight Matichenko, this was, I think, 2014. No, no, no. This was 2010. 2010, 2011, I'm not sure. Somewhere there. I had the camp in, uh, in Las Vegas. And... Uh, There was Gilbert Burns and some Gracie guys there. Actually, the one that Gracie, the one that won actually in the the Ultimate Fighter in Brazil, one of the one of those guys, the the, the tall, uh, skinny fighter. I'm not sure what his name is. But anyway, he was there, and uh, Gilbert Burns was there back then, and I was like just amazed, like what, how good he was in the ground, like Gilbert. He was like very very good. And now look at him; he's fighting for the UFC championship with the belt. So, yeah. sorry, I didn't answer your question a little bit about myself. Okay, I started off like uh, boxing. I boxed a little bit in Cyprus, then we boxed a little bit in in uh, England. Then I uh, had a little bit of a accident, as you can see my arm here. Wow. Yeah, that's a massacre. Yeah, then uh, uh, that was the end of that. And then uh, we, uh, we, uh, I moved. I moved because I wanted to study. Uh, back then, I was dating uh, uh, Swedish girls as well. Actually, all the Greek guys, why they moved to Sweden. <laughs> So, like, 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 so, and uh, I started slowly, slowly, like, uh, working with the national boxing team of uh, Sweden. Then uh, there was assistant coach of the of the Olympic boxing team for men. Then I became like head coach for the for the Olympic boxing team, and we went to the Olympic qualifiers. We actually uh, fought against Greece in the Olympic qualifiers and we won. And we, we took the place instead of the, the Greek fighter to go to the Olympics in, 
was in uh, China. So then after that, a lot of politics in boxing. I just can't like handle politics. A lot of bullshit, you know. So I just uh, jumped off, and uh, I was bo- I was training a lot of MMA guys at the time. MMA was very, very like uh, primitive and young. You know, Sweden at that time had like uh, a ban on professional boxing. So it was very difficult with martial arts here in Sweden. And uh, what happened was that we, was, we started off like slowly, slowly, like uh, I saw that like MMA was like one of the biggest growing sports in the world at that time. And it was just exploding all over the world. The UFC was just taking over slowly, slowly. They had like, like maybe like at that time they had maybe one one fight every other month, and they were planning on doing one fight a month, and then now they're doing like two, three fights a week. Like so, it's crazy, you know. But back then it was like every other month or every month that they had the fights, and it was just exploding. So. We, I went into MMA, I started my, my, I was working in the gym and I had like in the space of like two, three years, I had like three UFC fighters after that. And uh, then I started my own gym. I started, I I started training Alex, Nico Musuke, Magnus Siedenblad, uh, David Tamer, Donya Tamer, uh, Reza Madadi. Ilir, like with my team, of course, it's a team effort. So I'm not saying that I'm the, without a team, you cannot do anything. So it's not a one-man show and it should, it should never be a one-man show. But uh, we did it like, so, so we brought a team up and uh, yeah, we're doing good things. Doing good things. That's like the, the fast track version of everything. <laughs> Nice. Can I pick on? Can I pick your brain for two questions? Of course, of course. Um, so, firstly, um, I'd just like to know how do you feel about boxing? Because obviously, you spent the time in there, you understand the sweet science. And the second question would be, how did you find the transition to MMA with the coaching? Boxing is uh, is my love. You know, boxing is like is something that uh, I. It's the hardest sport in the world, I believe. The hardest martial arts sport, anyway, in the world. Like. That's why so many people die every year. It's very difficult. It's very dangerous, uh, and it's very pure. It's like it's a very purest game. Like sad to say, there's not a lot of like uh, like pedigree boxers anymore out there that there were like before. Like everyone's like on the fast track, and uh, nobody's like as good as what they were before. Yeah, I believe. Anyway. But uh, the transition to MMA was that, that everyone wanted to learn striking. So they used to come to me and I used to put them to spar with like the, at the time, like I had a club, a boxing club, and I had like eight national boxers in my club that came from my club. And I used to like use them to fight my, to spar and train with my, with MMA guys. And I found out that, and I found, and I found that the MMA guys were very uh, work orientated. They were very like, uh, what do you say? They were working uh, very hard to become better at what they were they wanted. 
and uh, that 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 like uh, inspired me and uh, motivated me to help them because they would get a beating and they would still keep coming back the next day like all the the next week and like just wanting to learn and uh, you know I've been like maybe to I've been in the corner for maybe like over a thousand fights like in boxing MMA kickboxing and all this like and uh, it's, I find that like MMA guys, they have a very high work ethic, but it, it all depends on the athlete anyway. So it's not, I'm not going to say it's the only MMA guys, but the guys that I had to work, I was working with were, were uh, working very hard. And I, that motivated me to move into, into MMA. And at the same time, I saw a future in MMA. Like uh, my guys, they can fill like an arena with like 14,000 people here in Sweden. Alex, uh, Jimmy, like uh, uh, Kamzat, like Kamzat has like right now, like after four months, he has like 1.4 million, 1.3, 1.4 million followers on Instagram. And he had like uh, four months ago, he had like 30,000. So it's, 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 it's a different thing. Boxing is like... It feels that it's been standing still for a very, very long time now. And uh, there's a thousand different belts out there. There's a lot of politics. Aiba is like the biggest scam artist like, like they, in, in, uh, in amateur boxing. They like you, money gets accepted under the table and like things like that. I've seen all these things happen. I've seen all these things happen. I've been, I've been like uh, they're buying their medals. People like just to qualify for the Olympics. So I've been, I've been, I've been through all that, you know. So it just felt like it was like trying to dig a hole in 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 in, in water, you know. It would uh, we couldn't go anywhere if you weren't like hustling. It wasn't about skill. It was about more like how you could maneuver and hustle your way to the top, you know. And I, 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 I don't agree with that. <clears throat> and at the same time, Swedish boxing is like is a mess here. Uh, so yeah, I thought I felt that it was at the right time to move to to go to the to go to the to something that was giving me more than what I was giving. It would give me as much as I was giving it as well. You know. Nice, nice. makes sense, man. Nice. Um, I guess like, with everything, sometimes when things are distorted, you lose interest in it as well because what you love is being tarnished. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and I hate losing. I hate losing. And uh, I understood that like too, when I, when I was in Cuba and I would see like guys, I was taking the national, the, 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 the boxing team from Sweden, I'd see like the guys would be living in, a, in, the, in, the, in the training camps. Like we, we, we've, we've been training with guys like Rigondao, uh, Gamboa, uh, Lara, uh, like Lemachenko was like in Ukraine against like Sweden, like Ursik, if you know who these guys are, like all these guys that were, we have, I've been, we, I, I was, I've, I have coached against these guys. I have, we have been like on uh, joint camps and tournaments together, like round robin tournaments and uh, all these things. So I've been like training and being around all the best guys that of today, <clears throat> as they say. And these guys have become the best, and the Swedish have, uh, fighters have become obsolete. And it's and it's sad. It's sad this. So because boxing, like here in the in this country, the same in Cyprus as well. You know, 
there is no future. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to like to to progress. To progress, you need money. You need like backing. You need like sponsorship. You need like an enterprise, and uh, you need people that think uh, progressively. They don't think about their keeping their own position and like just getting their paycheck and like like erasing everyone that's like goes against them and that tries to like. Uh, uh, get results because results mean that if you're not doing your job, we have to move the head coach and bring a new guy in, and that's not very like uh, liked, as they say. And you know, like the, I can't like just sit there keeping a position or letting somebody else keep a position, it's offer a paycheck, and we're losing like daily, like to and there's no progression. You know, either you do it to win, and you do it to develop and to help the guys. Or fuck off, <laughs> you know, like you, got, you can't help them, change jobs and let somebody come in that can help them. And sad to say, like politics, business uh, and sports, like uh, what do you, how do you call it? These like, uh, uh, like committees that they have like for boxing, uh, uh, wrestling, whatever, like. They like these guys are dinosaurs that like to keep their positions. In Cuba, you don't bring results; they change you. Simple as that. In Russia, you don't get the the, the results required; they change you. I was in England, like, and we we're training with Anthony Joshua. We we're training like with uh, Billy Joe Saunders and all these guys. They were in the they were in the same training camps as what we were doing. And look at where they are now. Like the the coach of the, the national boxing team of England before uh, Robert McCracken, because Robert McCracken was, is, I think he's now, anyway, like, uh, before that, he was sweating his ass off, he was sweating his balls off, like, trying to, like, uh, keep his position. And if you don't bring the results, then they have to bring a man that does bring results. And that's, that's probably, that. and I couldn't take that, because I couldn't do everything. If you don't have, like, the, a whole enterprise organization behind you you're gonna lose you're gonna lose like to these countries these guys like i went to cuba they're like for nine to ten months a year in camps we're like we're like in camps for like uh, one week or one one weekend it's ridiculous you know so i decided like that was one of the biggest motivations for me to like change to mma because then i could like focus on professional boxers uh, professional fighters uh, because back then there was no professional fighting in, in Sweden. It was banned. So I could focus on professional fighting uh, in, in MMA and do events as well in, uh, in, uh, in MMA, professional ones. And I could do it the way I wanted to. And I could train them the way I wanted to. And if they didn't like it, they could leave. Simple as that. And that I put the law down. I put the, the, the whole... Uh, structure of what coaches I want to work with, what like uh, we, we need to bring in, like make a team, make a, a, a gym, like uh, people before would go and train like boxing at the boxing club, uh, Thai boxing at a Thai club, uh, strength training at the strength and conditioning club. I said like, I want to do it like America. America, they have like the best gyms, they have all in one. It's all inclusive. Yeah. And then he said, I took that uh, uh, regime and I brought it to Sweden 
and we started working like that. And there we started getting results. And that's, that's, I just wanted to do it the way I wanted to. That's all. Yeah. Um, and, to do, and to do that, to do that, you cannot have like people over you that are thinking differently. Like if there's somebody like you're the chief of the box, the Swedish boxing team, and you're the head coach, but he's the chief of the of, of the federation, and he's thinking differently, it's going to stop you from doing what you want to do. And that's what happened. I had like in 2008, no, 2009, sorry, I had 200 days in camps. Like, I mean, outside of the country. So I was traveling 200 days. I was out on the road for 200 days in 2009. Like Russia, England, like five times in England, like Ireland, like, and back then Ireland was like in England. They had like, they had like the good medals. They had like, Ireland was like, uh, like uh, Kenneth Egan, like silver medalist in the Olympics. Uh, this guy and that guy. It was like, like these guys were. It was like the superpowers of boxing then, and we're working with them. Like, and this, this is where I get all my experience from. You know, this is where I, I where I've learned a lot of like what what to do and what not to do, and and I've built like my training philosophies according to what I have experienced from like the best coaches and fighters in the world, you know? And from there, I put like a, a regime into MMA because MMA back then was more like, oh, the guys were like doing everything everywhere. And it was like, uh, I just like took the, the I made the home for the, for the fighters and like offered them everything. Nice. Um, Andreas, I wanted to ask you, was there any gym in particular in the USA that you shadowed and you modeled your gym after that gym? Well, uh, they, I, I've been to quite a few gyms and all uh, gyms are basically have like... Uh, have like uh, everything that a, a fighter needs in the US. It's not just a, a, a more the big ones anyway. Like so, I modeled it on the American system, as they can say, as we can say. But remember, ATT is owned by billionaire. This other gym is owned by has billionaire investors. This guy here, this guy, is we're talking about a whole different board game in America. Just being competitive with them is like it's 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 an accomplishment, you know. Yeah. Uh, the guys that they just like they have like if you go to ATT, they have like like everything a guy needs to to have like the PI center in like Las Las Vegas, like the Performance Institute in the UFC Performance Institute in Las Vegas. They they have everything you need to have cage the physical uh department like mma department like they have like a, a place where you can punch and measure your power kick and measure your power they have like a uh uh vo2 max or what's it called like where you put the mask on and they measure how much like uh, uh oxygen goes to the your, your lungs can produce to into the muscles and all this they have like a, a altitude chamber 
where you can go in and they reduce and they higher the altitude like so you can get like more red blood cells they have like a whole like uh, 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 army of like uh, physios and doctors there they have like a, like a place where you can sit and analyze like big fights like a cinema area it's it's, it's another level you know it's another level so just us coming from you need like millions millions of dollars like to have like a center centers like that tens of millions of dollars to have centers like that uh and just us from a little hole in sweden as they say reaching and being competitive against guys that have doctors coming and taking their blood like measuring what they lack what they need what they have like Uh, whatever like people on juice people not on juice they america's like built on juice you know like as they say if you've seen that documentary stronger faster whatever like you know like and you see like like it's 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 we've i'm proud i'm proud of like just doing like being there and giving the best like a run for their money you know yeah uh, yeah talking about a run for the money what was um obviously we've all seen the fight gustafson versus jones and uh, it was a controversial decision a lot of people would say <clears throat> how, how what was your emotion going through that fight well a lot of people asking me this and i'm uh, you know i want to know what the difference is why Cormier lost the fight, the round where we knocked him down. And no, why Cormier won the round that we knocked him down. And why Jones won the round where he rocked us. And I'm going to tell you like a little why, why I'm saying this now, okay? Like... At the top is inches of difference, not miles, not like mirrors, it's like centimeters. So there's small differences in what makes you win and lose. And uh, they, took, they take that away from us. And that is like what leaves me a bitter taste in my mouth. And I'm going to tell you a story as well about like the, the second Jones fight that I think is disgusting, but we'll get into that a little bit later on. Like, John Jones, like, well, Alex was winning, like, if you w- watch the fight, Alex was winning, like, four minutes of uh, round four. He was winning four minutes of round four, okay? And he gets hit with an elbow. And uh, that elbow opens up. It's like you get a knife and you slice, as I can show you here. My, I haven't got a lot of hair. <laughs> but, like, as you can see here, they sli- he sliced open, like, scalped him like this. And when I when when he asked me when he came back in the corner, he said to me like, "How does it look?" I took his hair. I saw a little cut here. I took his hair and I pulled it, and it opened up like this. It's the skin, like as if they scalped it. And I said, "I just put it back in," and the, they put like a shitload of Vaseline on his head. And I said, "Yeah, it looks okay. Don't worry." I saw his skull. <laughs> I was like, "Jesus!" I was thinking to myself, "So don't worry about it, Satan. Just keep fighting. We've got to win this round. It looks good. It's only a little cut, Satan." Like, you know, anyway, and I just like, I just put like, I was like, oh, 
I lift it up like a hat like this. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, and I put it back down into his head like this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. It's no problem. So to him. Like, anyway, so he's winning the four minutes. And then he, like, he gets rocked. And he loses like the last like 40 seconds, okay? In boxing terms, it's like we're winning the round. Like if you if you count like that, we, we won the round. We just lost the last 40 seconds, you know? Yes, okay. Like so, I can understand how John Jones won that round because that round is what determined his win on the whole in the in the fight. Okay. Then we come to like DC. All right. We come to DC. A close round. Okay, a close round. This was a little bit. I don't know. It's like it was. It was a close round. Alex like knees him, drops him, and goes to finish him. Okay, bam, the round finishes. DC gets that round. You know, exactly the same circumstances there. So DC gets that round. Okay. So for me to say that like we got robbed is like I've been saying this for a long time. So I'm like crying wolf, you know, it's like, so people are tired of me saying this, but I'll say it again, like before for my motherland. I say it for the for my boy for my boys in Cyprus, like you know, like we got robbed. You know, I believe that when John McCarthy, after many years, if you check my Instagram, there's one poster. He says, "If it wasn't for me, you would have like lost your fight, uh, John Jones." So don't tell me you don't want me to be the referee in your in your fights because John Jones specifically said, "I don't want John McCarthy to to be uh, the ref in my fights." And then John McCarthy answers him and says, if it wasn't for me, Alex would have beaten you that night. Because in reality, I should have stopped the fight after the third, uh, in the fourth round, because you were too cut. Too. So it's, it's so many things, guys, that are happening behind closed doors and behind the curtains. You do not understand. It's not just like, oh, like he won. Oh, it was a robbery. Oh, it was this. He said, everything, there's a lot of shit happening. Yeah. There's a lot of shit, the stuff happening. And uh, yeah. what do you? What happens when you fight in America, you feel like helpless. Oh, so what are you going to do about it? They tell, they tell you more or less. What are you going to do about it? Like, yeah, you can, and they tell you, like, if you want to win, knock the guy out. Yeah, man, it's not that easy, man. You, say, you can't knock out like two guys that have like, like, like millimeters of difference on, a, on any given day that may, that can switch switch uh, sway to one guy or sway to another guy on any given day because it's that's closely matched they're not like like this much it's like this much difference and on that given day it can switch or another given day it can switch like that's how close these matches are in reality you know like according to like if the guy slept like bad or had a problem with his like wife or whatever, like small details that like decide like big things. So you can't like big results. So you, you can't say I'm going you you have to knock everyone out. It's like these these guys have earned, are are champions. It's pretty difficult to knock John Jones out, you know. Like it's pretty difficult to knock to to knock a lot of a lot of these guys out. So why can't they just win fair and square? You know, yeah, no, no. So that that's like what, what was like 
I started understanding like that it's pretty hard to get a decision against a popular fighter that sells tickets and that's making millions. So there's that equation that you have to like think about as well. And uh, the struggle continues, my friends. <laughs> the struggle continues. Like yeah. on the second John Jones fight, if you want to know about that. Uh, the guy tests positive like for... For, is it better that you ask me questions or do you want me to just like go on? Because I can go on for like hours. <laughs> so guys, like, ask me questions and like... Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, of course, of course, of course. I mean, if you can tell us about the second fight, we've got a few questions. Yeah, we can go on. So yeah. you continue, please, Andreas. The, se the second fight was like this, though, all right? We uh, go to America two and a half weeks before the fight, okay? Las Vegas. John Jones tests uh, positive for steroids two weeks before the fight. We get to know about it one week before the fight. Listen to this now. Like how bizarre this is. John Jones tests positive five times before Alex Jones too. He started testing positive for... What was it called? The 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 drug that he was taking. Nandrolone, um, EPO. Uh, what it's called. Something like anyway. Yeah. And in some drugs, okay. Let me let, let me tell you something about this drug, okay? Uh, this drug is synthetic, okay? So it does this there's no trace of it in your blood naturally. In your in your body naturally okay so like if you test if you if you have testosterone in your body they're going to say like okay testosterone uh, example now testosterone is that like you have like from one to ten uh, a natural body has like maybe four uh you'd be busted if you have like nine or ten or you have like 20 in your blood you know like 20 percent like whatever 20 points of testosterone but there is testosterone in a in a person. You understand? There is you have that that hormone in your body. It's just how much of it that if you test that if you go over the limit of what is normal, then it's say you're using you're using like illegal an illegal substance. And many of these drugs are like GH and things like that. Like many of these drugs are like are naturally produced in your body. It's just like that you boost you give your body a super amount of that and it gives you like uh, re, re, uh, it gives you like uh, benefits okay with this drug because it's synthetic so 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 like let's say like the uh, what uh, you saw that says that okay you're allowed to have like this amount of testosterone you're allowed to have like this amount of like growth hormone you're allowed to have this amount of this this amount of that in your body you have to have like this amount of like red blood cells or red blood cells in, in your in your body which is like shows that you haven't but uh epoed yourself like uh, doped your blood you know like uh, you're allowed to have like uh, this amount of this and this and this but with this drug that john jones was there was zero amount that you're allowed in in your blood absolute zero because it's synthetic your body doesn't produce it okay so 
if you have any amount, it's illegal. At that time, I don't know what what they what they're doing now, but at that time, any amount was illegal. So, going to the to to the to the scene of the crime, as they say, you know, he comes up to us and he goes like, "Oh, guys, they uh, it tests positive." We go to the USC headquarters, like we talk with like, with them, and they tell us like, "If you think that John Jones is like is uh, is." Uh, is juiced, then uh, you shouldn't take the fight, guys. Well, we'll, well, you can fight later on, which in, and I'll tell you what that, uh, that I, I would decode in real terms what that meant. But they said, like, you can fight in, in, in another time and uh, you just can jump off if you don't feel that, like, he's, he's playing by the rules. Like, now let me translate that. If you if you don't fight, you're not. You're, if you don't fight this fight, we're not gonna give you like uh, the million dollars that like that you get, and we'll probably not give you another title chance. <laughs> That's the translation, in layman's term, you know. Wow. So, so of course we took the fight, knowing that the guy was on juice because I talked to like uh, uh, what's his name, like uh, the golden snitch. Uh, he's the one that like uh, caught Lance Armstrong like for or was hunting Lance Armstrong for like uh, for anyways it's the head of like uh, anti-doping uh, for the UFC used to work for USADA before uh, fuck what's his name I'm very bad with names guys <laughs> very bad with names I uh Oh, anyway, he's the, the guy that's like shaved, a uh, tall guy. Jeff Nowinski, yes, thank God. Jeff Nowinski's name is okay. He comes to our room. I tell him like, Jeff, I want to have a meeting with you. This is unacceptable. You fucking us, man. What's happening? This is unacceptable. The guy's trained and all this. Is, and the guy and John Jones has been testing positive like since January, since October, August. Like, what the fuck's happening? I said to him. Like you tested positive like five times now, yeah. But it's because like he's cutting weight and like the 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 drug has stayed in his in his system for like eighteen months, and uh, it's like he's already he's already been in a trial and 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 he's gotten convicted for this, and we cannot convict him again for this. You understand? He hasn't like, and I said to him like, show me any studies that show that this drug can be in your body for 18 months. Show me, because there is none. So show me, I said to him. Like, yeah, but like there is none, but like experts say, experts say, yeah, dang, 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 dang. experts say that uh, uh, this drug can be in your blood for, the, it's, it, we don't know how long. Yeah, some say that. Some say that there is no results, and if there is no is if there is no like uh, scientific evidence, then he should be tried as if he was doped. You understand? Juiced, you know. Some say, and uh, you know, like so. But it's like it pick the uh, is a minute uh, amounts which uh, will not help him perform in his uh, fight. Well, I can tell you like this as a team. Uh, cortisone cream that you put on you 
does not help you either perform when you're bicycling with this, but it's still legal. It doesn't help. It's not a performance enhancing drug, port cortisone cream. So why do, why, why are you like uh, talking about this now? Is it illegal or is it illegal? He said to me, is it illegal? Then case closed. I said to him, case closed. He goes to me like, yeah, but is it, how are we going to know if it's like uh, not from the previous time you got convicted for 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 steroids and how we're gonna know that we're not like gonna judge him and like uh, convict him for the same crime twice i said to him it's not my problem i said to him how are we not gonna know that's what my problem is how are we not gonna know like how are we gonna know how we're we gonna know i said to him like how are we gonna know i said to him that is not like that is how we're going to know that if it, that it, that is not juiced. That to me is the biggest problem. I said to him, like I could do it like this, Jeff. Listen to me now. And we were three people in the room now, and I swear to God, this is exactly what happened. And not a lot of people know this, guys. This is like you're getting the first. Uh, we sit in there, and I say to Jeff, Jeff, can you put your hand on the Bible? with everything you know about this guy, John Jones, about this guy, everything is done. We all can make mistakes, but this guy has done mistake after mistake after mistake, okay? The person's attitude and the person's instinct and who he is from what he's shown us after so many years, like the conviction about like the hit and run, the, if you know about that, guys, you read about that, yeah? yeah? yeah. Yeah, the, the, the testing positive for steroids, uh, hiding under the cage. And he did, uh, recently admitted it as well on one of his uh, hiding under the cage when you saw the came. So he wouldn't test positive for the, so they, and they left. Like, you, I don't know if you heard about that story as well. But anyway, it's a, that's a, that has nothing to do with me. I don't, like, I'm just talking about the things that have to do with me because John Jones is an amazing athlete. And I'll get it to that later. But talking to, about this now is like, and I said to him, like, everything you know about this guy, can you put your hand on the Bible and say, you can honestly vouch putting your dignity and putting everything you know that this guy has not taken drugs, like, has not taken like steroids with everything you know about him? He said, like, No, I cannot. I cannot. He said to me, With everything I know about this guy, with everything he's done, it's most probably, you're right, he said to me. But what's right and wrong has nothing to do with it here. I just wanted to throw up, I'm telling you, when he said that. Because he goes in front of the cameras and they'd be like avoiding all questions at the, the, the pre-interviews. Or with with uh, about like the steroids, they're just talking about everything else. Oh, it's pixel pixograms of like uh, it's like if you if you take a, like a piece of sand, a grain of sand, and cut it into one million pieces, that's how much he has like in his blood. Hey, I'm not asking about the quantity. I'm I'm asking about is there any quantity allowed in his blood? That's what I'm asking. Not about the. The, the 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 quantity i don't care about the quantity i'm asking about is there this 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 substance in the blood yes finished 
We don't have to, we don't even have to talk about it because no quantity is allowed of this substance in your blood, in your body. Case closed. Why, why do they, but they make it in America, they make things out. They take what I just said now and they shove it in a dark corner and they put the things that they know like, oh, but it's not performance. It's too little substance. It's too this, this, like blah, 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 this. And they focus on that and they take away the focus on the facts. You know, they take away the focus of that. And they build like a bubble around what in reality is not the, the important part. It's not like what's important, like if it's performance enhancing or not. The important, the, 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 what has that got to do with it? What does it say in the fucking law and rules? What does it say? Hello? Hello. Sorry. <laughs> what does it say in the in the rules there? What does it say in the rules? Does it say in the rules that that you can have it uh, that you can have like the, this this chemical in your in your body? No, case closed. You know. But hey, beggars cannot be choosers, isn't it? Beggars yeah. cannot be choosers. So you take it and you shut up. And if it was up to me, I would say I won't. I wasn't going to fight if it was up to me. I would say I'm not fighting. You know, but but it's not up to me. The fighter has a family. The fighter has worked hard, has spat blood. The fighter needs an income. The fighter is like the one that decides. And I have to respect that, you know. And Alex is the one that decides. And if he decides that he wants to go for it, I'm behind him 110%. You know, he's the biggest paid, paid day that he's ever had and working so many years and missing a payday like that, which you never know. They might, you, you know, people are vindictive and they, if you destroy that, like whatever, it can backfire on you. You know, like we, we didn't take the risk. And not only that, they moved the show to LA like to California, California has like higher taxes. So in reality, we paid for John Jones's mistake. We paid for it, you know? So I'm just bitching right now. You no, know? it's okay, man. It's a question with what you're talking about, right? So yeah, again, I'm going to break it into two, if that's okay. Absolutely. Uh, so first how were you training your fighters mentally just to prepare for a fight? And secondly, how did you have to approach the situation with Alex to prepare him mentally knowing the other guy is enhanced? Knowing the other guy? Is, is enhanced, like he's on... Yeah, in, in, uh, yeah. Well, it's a, you know, like that, that's why we lost the fight. That's why we lost the fight. That, that's why we... we he, the, the, the thing was like, Alex just thought like, I was, you know me, I'm a person that likes justice, you know? I want, a, I want fair treatment. If we lose fair, I get it. You understand? Like, Anthony Smith, we, uh, we lost fairly. Uh, uh, Rumble, we lost fairly. I don't, I don't complain about these things, you know? I don't, you know? 
Uh, Cormier was a close fight. It could have gone in either either way. I think we lost that one. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't I don't bitch and moan about that. Like it could have gone either way. You know, the first John Jones fight we won. You know, uh, Verdum, we won that fight. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like pretty hard. <laughs> like so, uh, Verdum we lost. Like obviously. Like, you know, like, so, I, you know, I, I just see things like as they are. So when well, I, I, and I was pushing hard, I was making chaos. I was like, bah, 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 I, don't, I didn't accept it. I was like, you know, it just infuriated me that everyone was scared. You'd see the news reporters, they shit themselves the news reporters. They wouldn't say anything. They wouldn't, like saying something, they, they get banned from like, you know, it is like that. You guys have no idea, I'm telling you. No idea how like like it's it's like the like, like terror like it's crazy anyway like so when I was pushing and pushing and pushing Alex takes me in the corner in in a room and still be like I just he goes to me like two days before the fight like I'm like pushing and pushing and pushing he goes to me like Andreas just let it go man just let it go we're gonna get paid. Hopefully the guy like like they don't stop me from like having the fight, but not for not showing up in the fight. I'm just happy that the the fight's gonna happen. He goes to me. I don't care about anything else. You understand the mentality of the fighter. Oh, just saying that I already knew that. You know, we 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 we're just he was just happy that the fight's gonna, gonna let the fight happen. Andreas, let the fight happen, okay? Like, I'm just happy that the fight's going to happen. And I said to him, like, Alex, but don't forget, we have to win, brother. I said to him, it's not just about, like, letting the fight happen. We have to win, all right? He goes to me, yeah, we're going to do that too, he said to me. But, you know, the focus and the drama and everything, like, just took away the edge Took away the killer instinct. He was just happy like that because they, they were talking about stopping the fight, like from the commission. They were talking about like the the politicians, like the the, the sports commission was going to stop the fight. We didn't know, like it was like a limbo at that time, and we were like, the, everyone was doing, it was creating chaos, chaos. And he just said, like, just let it go, man. Just let it go, like, let us just fight. Let us like just do our best. And just let him get. Let, I just hope to God that he, we we get we we have that we get the fight. He said to me. And from there, I understood that the focus was not on winning anymore. The focus was on just that the happen the fight must happen. You know, big difference. Mm. Big difference. And of course, if you're the perpetrator, <laughs> you still have like the hustle to want to win because you're the one that did the crime. You understand? And yeah, whatever. Yeah, imagine to, being on steroids and, st and losing. Excuse me? Yes, I mean, imagine being on steroids, getting caught and still lose. I'm going to tell you one thing about John Jones, which I admire, you know? John Jones. I've met him many times. I'm going to tell you one thing. The guy, like... Three weeks before the fight, we had like a press conference in New York. 
or where we had it. I'm not sure. It was in New York or was it? I'm not sure. I think it was New York. I I meet him downstairs on the in the, we meet him downstairs like in the uh, the day of the press conference. We meet him downstairs in the in the lobby early morning. Totally wasted. I was talking to him and I was getting drunk by his breath. Totally wasted. The guy. But he can do all that stuff. And the guy has the ability always show up with his A game on the fights. I take off my hat to him. He can take coke. He can take like drugs. He can drink. He can like party. He can do whatever. And then when he goes to the fights, he always fights as if it's the last mule on the table and he brings his A game. He fights with every part of his soul. People can say what they want. Oh, he's had like shitty fights. But he's beaten everyone. He's beaten everyone. You know? Like, to me, to me, he's the best fighter in the, in, ever in, in all weight classes, to me. I, I, I must say that. He's the best fighter. In the, and we fought him when he was at his best. Because before Alex, he was destroying everyone. Before Alex, he yeah. stopped your son and he stopped Rampage. He stopped like uh, 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 Mashida. He stopped like uh, uh, Bader. He stopped like uh, he fuck. He destroyed everyone. You know, if you know MMA, you you just go back and you're gonna see he left a trail of bodies behind him. Yeah, for sure. Like, like then came a little guy. A, a little guy. Alex is a monster. Like and then it came like a, a a a Viking from Sweden that like has been doing MMA for like three years before that and beats him. They have to like fucking carry him like to 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 the hospital. You understand? Yeah. Saw the picture of Alex with him in the yeah. hospital after. Yeah. Like so, yeah. and even there, I have to give it to him, man. Like what a heart he has. He was getting pounded and he kept coming. So this guy is like, he's a special breed. And to beat him, you have to bring your ache and you have to bring a fucking heart of a lion with you. You cannot have any doubts. You cannot have any like, oh, like, like you have to be hungry, hungry to beat. Like you have to be there hungry to take like the, the piece of meat that he, that's, that on, that's on his plate. Otherwise, he would devour you and to and beat you. Understand? So yeah. why I'm saying this is that our minds was not hungry for that fight. Like it was for the first fight. People are saying, oh, he was like, uh, he didn't train for that fight. And he did this like... Uh, uh, like Ariel Hawani and like and like this guy and that guy and everyone like oh he didn't train for that fight like da, 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 da. please please excuses are like uh, as they say like excuses are like assholes everyone has them don't they <laughs> you know so like you know like if ifs we work on ifs okay oh but if he, he was 
if Alex is so good, like, oh, I don't know this, if Alex was this, and if Alex was that, maybe Alex was not that. Alex that fought from the, in, the, in the first fight and the second fight. Maybe that's the difference. Because John Jones was certainly not better in the second fight than what he was in the first fight. You understand? He was just running and he just went for a takedown. Alex couldn't come up and he said, he's done. You understand? He didn't look like, he doesn't look like the same John Jones like in all his other fights. Like after Alex. You understand? But like for me, when did John Jones stop anyone with Alex? Everything has been a decision after that, you know, mostly. Like so. Cormier zero. Cormier yeah, Cormier. Yeah, Cormier. Yeah, Cormier. He's had like ten fights. He's had two stoppages after that. You know, yeah. before that he's had like ten fights. He's had nine stoppages. That's the difference. Yeah. You know, like what Khabib said about Tony. After getting so much damage with Gaethje, he's not gonna be the same ever again. No, but like I don't think that like uh, Tony could ever like handle. Uh, Habib, after I saw him against Oliveira, I don't think that he could handle like, uh, like before I was like a, a Ferguson fan and whatever. But then it's like, <laughs> I see like uh, a Gaethje and I don't, you know, respect to the guys. This is just my opinion, you know, like me, I never thought that Gaethje would be able to beat like uh, Habib. You know, I just thought that it was too much of an easy fight for, for Habib. I saw how, like, uh, Michael Johnson fought him, like, more fought, like, Gaethje. I saw, like, how Habib, Habib fought Michael Johnson. And that was a destruction, you know? It's like, it's just another, there's levels, and then there's another level to that, you know? And Habib is at, at, at the next level, you know? Yeah. And and that is that is why I never thought that Gaethje, with all respect, you know, because he's a he's a he's, a, he's an amazing guy. I just never I I couldn't see that happening, you know. I didn't see, I couldn't see how he would beat him. We would catch him with a lucky shot, like uh, you know, everyone has that that chance. But you know, luck is luck, and uh, I don't play with luck. I play with facts, you know, and statistics, and. Uh, from what we the the from what we've seen, like it was a close shot case there. So I don't like I don't I think that uh, Habib would do that to everyone in the division, except like he would have a little bit difficulty with Oliveira. I think I think he would have a little bit difficulty with Oliveira. This Oliveira though that is now, and Oliveira gave my guy a good fight. Oh, like. David Tamer. Oh yes. Yeah, David Tamer dropped him in the first, and he and uh, he stopped my guy in the second. Yeah. I think David Tamer had a great fight with Lando Vanata as well. Yeah, I was there. It was a great fight. Yeah. I was there. Like the there's a, there's another story to that as well. Like Lando, we were, we, David was not main event there, uh, or Coleman. I think it was Coleman, wasn't it? I think it was yeah, Coleman. I think it was yeah, so we were like on the prelims actually. And then he said, We get the call, you want to fight against Lando? I said, Absolutely, we're going to absolutely we're gonna get a fight against Lando. I said, David, this is an easy fight for you, man. It's an easy fight. It's a wrestler that is acting as a striker. You're a pedigree. You are a pedigree striker. I said to him, You have like 
80 fights in in the in the in, the, in uh, Muay Thai and kickboxing. This is it. You should. Of course, we're going to take this fight. Of course, we're going to take this fight. Like you know, because the guy is not mixing it up. A difficult fighter for David is somebody that mixes it up and pressures him. You know, not somebody that like, stands and like, like it, it makes it a chess fight. One, one, two, two, three, three. That's easy for him. Yeah. You understand? So we took that fight. We won bonus of the night as well. There. So that was like amazing. Nice. You know, like when I when I talk, when I talk, I want I want people to know something. I don't mean any disrespect to anyone. You know, I'm just saying my opinions. I have all respect for everyone and anyone. The UFC is a is an is an amazing organization and they give us fantastic fights, you know? And uh, I can imagine like when they get like the, the, these type of like, like surprises, like, oh, he's like juiced. Oh, what we're gonna do? Like, you know, like uh, they have to like roll with the punches and try to like sort the problem out, you know? It's not as if they want people to like be on steroids, you know? It's not if they, but they just say it, it, it happens and they just have to like, make the best out of the out of the situation you know it's yeah. a, it's the athlete's fault nobody else's you know like so with that said and then i you know like i just think to myself like we have kamza now uh yeah. kamza shimaev uh we have like a a very difficult uh, uh, opponent. I, I think that this fight actually is the toughest fight for him uh, out of all the fights in the in the division, even the, including the championship fight really? against Usman. Yes, because this guy is a guy that like comes uh, does not. Uh, it's 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 a it's an anti wrestling guy. You understand? Yeah. So. If somebody was two wrestlers locking horns, he's used to that. That's familiar territory for him, you know. But if somebody is good and can keep his distance and can stay away from the, the takedowns, then he say, that's what we have to work on. That's anti-wrestling. And that is like the, the, the what is, he, he, this is like the fight that the, this guy is like trying to get up all the time, trying to keep his distance, trying to good striker, but not powerful. He's happy like to just coast and like move around and just win the the rounds without like uh, without taking any risks or 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 like uh, opening up. Is that like, maybe he wins four rounds and he just like runs for the last round? You know, like this is the type of fighter that that, that we have in front of us. So we're gonna have to like 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 do something that's gonna have be spectacular. And comes, yeah. I can say to you, the only thing he's lacking is experience. Nothing else. He is a beast. How do you see the with. fight with Leon going down? Leon, to me, is a gentleman. He's a fantastic person. I've met him. I've talked to him. Uh, he's come to our gym like once or twice like and uh, trained. He's a gentleman. I have nothing but good things to say about him. Uh, but he's going to be surprised because Kamza is not a finished version. You know, every fight he does, he develops. Nobody thought he could strike. He 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 knocked out the Gerald. Uh, nobody thought that he could like submit. He submits. Nobody thought he could like keep top position. He keeps top position. Nobody, you know, like he's developing all the time. Like so, he's got a new arsenal all the time in his in his in his 
bag of tricks. And he is so fast and strong. He's unbelievable. What's, he, what's unbelievable. He, like? he like as a character? He's an animal. He's an animal. Scary. Scary individual. He's a scary good dude. He has no mercy. He has no mercy for anything, for anyone. Outside the, 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 the cage, he's a lovely guy. But in training, he's merciless. Absolutely merciless. Anything and anyone you put in front of me, he would destroy. Okay. And I, I have a question that. regarding to that. You got dropped with your prodigy, Alex. Do you think you'll get your revenge with Hamzat? I believe so, yes. And I'll tell you what, like, Hamza is one of the best guys I've ever I've ever trained. I'm not saying this just because he's my guy. Like, you know, we've gone to America, we've sparred with people there. It's like, you know, they all, like, drop their jaw. They're like, uh, you understand? What he's lacking is because of lack of experience, not because of lack of talent, power, or stamina. He's lacking of experience. And the experience you, you take, we have with time, you know? Well, Alex... I can tell you like this, anyone you bring into the gym, into the gym. If Alex uh, is training and everything like this, because like, like he needs to train a little bit harder. But if Alex like is, is training and he's like in good form, they have no chance. And I've seen it. Guys that are like, like in the, I, that are in the top 10 now. L listen, the guys that are champions now and number one, Alex has beaten easy. Like Blakovic, like Glover, like and many guys that like he sparred with, like in the in the top ten. You understand? I see these things. Great athletes, fantastic guys. It's not only about beating them in the gym. You have to beat them in the cage as well. I understand that. Yeah. You know, like so, like but the the talent, the talent, and the skill of that man. I've never seen before my whole life. I've never witnessed that. It's like Anderson Silva when he's like, he's, he was at his best. And you're like, like, I see that in the gym. We bring like top strikers there. You can strike with them. We bring like top grapplers there. You can grapple with them. We bring like uh, guys that they can't take him down. Like we bring guys that like uh, uh, top MMA fighters. He just makes them look average, you know? And he's like, and I, I want to bring them there so they can train with him. And they, and they win their fights there. We help those guys that win their fights. You understand? It's not like that, that, that I'm putting them down because everyone at All Stars is amazing. What I put these guys through is like not many can go through. I'm old school, you know? I'm not like this new school that like, oh, how do you feel? And do you want to train? And do you want to do this? Listen, like you come to me, you train the way I that, that our regime is. Go somewhere else if you don't like it. You understand? And when it costs 10%. Like coaches nowadays, they want to be so friends. They want to be like, they're so scared to get paid. Like they get less than paid. They get this, they get that. Just to like, comp they're compromising all the time. They're compromising all the time. And I think that that is like, it's not, it's not right because the coaches are the ones that are always getting done all the time. It's not fair. The coaches are like so scared to say these things. And all these, all coaches believe, uh, think or have been through 
like these things that I'm telling you about. No, they, they sometimes don't, they, they haven't gotten paid. Sometimes they get paid less. Sometimes like they, 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 they're not getting treated right. Sometimes they, and I, I think to myself, like, like, and they, they're not talking about this. It's like a taboo to talk about money for a coach, you know? Like, why shouldn't you talk about money? Like, as if you haven't got a family, as if you haven't got like other coaches to, to, to pay that have worked with the guy in your team, as if they haven't got families, as if they don't money, as if like money to them is not important, but to everyone else is important, but to the coaches shouldn't be important, you know? Coaches should never talk about money. You understand? Well, I'm going to tell you one thing. If I could do it for free and I could live on air and my family didn't need money and my coaches, that my, my colleagues' families didn't need money and the rent didn't need to get paid, then I would do it for free. But Disneyland stories, they don't, they, 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 they call stories for a reason, you understand? It's not reality. We all have to eat on the same table. We're not going to eat with the dogs on the floor. We all have to sit on the same table and eat. You understand? And it, 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 it somehow, somehow, this is a global problem that in every gym you go, you have these, 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 these uh, discussions, you understand? And coaches are like trying to be like Mother Teresa's and like, ah, oh, like we're not going to talk about money. We're not going to talk about this. We're going we're gonna, to like, 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 like be like, I, I'm not two-faced. I like you. I love you. And I'll have your back and I'll go to war with you. You understand? But please, like, let my family eat as well while your family is eating. You understand? That's, that's all I, that, that's, uh, let the guys that are, that are on your team fighting with you, helping you grow, family eat. You understand? So this, this is, this to me, I'm not, not at all am I, am I obsessed with money. It's a necessity, not an obsession. You understand? That's the difference. For me, like it's a necessity and not an obsession. It's a money is just a, a means to survive. Nothing else. Like it's a, it doesn't bring like uh, uh, it brings more headache than what it does like pleasure. But if you don't have money on your on, on the food on the table, if you don't have like food on the table, if you cannot give your your family a good life, that brings like like that that then you're not like you know, and you're away from your family for a long time, then he said, you know, you got to have something to show for that as well as a coach. Got to be a man for your family, you know? And he said, this is, this, is, this is why I even like, this is why there is even a discussion about money, you know? So like, it's a necessity, like I said, it's not an obsession. The obsession is the fighting. The obsession is the game. The obsession is the win. The obsession is the, is the family. The, the obsession is the team, you know? The necessity is the money. You know, yeah. yeah. Andreas, something else I wanted to ask. Um, are we probably going to see Gustafsson fight in 2021? Yes. Nice. And something else that the followers asked. I mean, it's, it's a difficult question for you to answer, but considering Kamzad and Khabib, are on the same weight division and they fight. How do you think that fight goes and who you're giving it to? Guys, the, the thing is like, I want Kazma, Kamza to win this fight first. 
I want him to prove himself. He hasn't done yeah. nothing yet. He hasn't done nothing yet. You understand? Mm-hmm. Who have we beaten? Nobody. So before we even talk about these things, let him clean the division out, which he has the ability to do. You know, but ability is not enough. You know, it's like it's all up to him to keep it like uh, to keep it like like the, keep the road straight. You know, not letting distractions in, distra- distractions in, and work hard for it. Yeah. But like I said, the money is the root of all evil. It brings parasites to you that will pull you away from your goal. I'm not saying that he is like that. He's a lovely guy and he's keeping his like he's like, he has some amazing fighters. He must like that. But like it's early, and I want to and I and I believe in this guy with all my life. That's why I work with him six hours a day. We the team works with him, not just me. The team, we're a team here. You know that's why that's why I'm at the gym by his side, looking, training, guiding, like pushing with the coaches, with the assistants that are there, with like the staff. It's a team effort with the the training partners, and we have like we don't only have comes, we have many more. We have a, like a girl that's called Josephine Lingren, for example. We have like many. She's like Muay Thai world champion, like Ifma, like 2018. Like uh, in 54 kilos, she's one to to watch for. She's a beast, absolute beast. She she was a K1 like uh, she's like ranked number three or four in the world. Like in in the K1 Japan, uh, she fought like their champion. She beat her in every round. But in Japan, you have to like shoot them to beat them. You know, so they we were they we we won the round they gave it a draw they were we won the fight that it was a three in k1 it works like this like japan like you fight three rounds if it's a draw you go to an extra round you say like beat the hell out of that girl for three rounds somehow the judge gives it like a, a draw we go to an extra round we win that round we lose the fight <laughs> and also whatever man like yeah. it's so we have like the, the, this girl. We have like uh, we have a lot of up and coming rising stars. We have like a lot of guys that like uh, have been doing it for a long time, but have not haven't got the exposure and not just getting the exposure now. Like uh, we have a lot of guys coming in from like uh, we have a young guy like uh, that's called a, a Greek Albanian guy that's called Bernardo Supai, Super Supai. Like he's like an amazing fighter. He won for like brave against like their up and coming star. We gave him his first loss. Like he won. We have like a, a guy. Like, we have a lot of guys. We have a lot of guys. We have like another guy that's like called the uh, Filippo Lima, like from Brazil, nine and one. Like he won, he lost his first fight when he was fifteen. Listen to this. He fought as a pro at fifteen years old in Brazil. Down there is oh. jungle. It's jungle rules that are. <laughs> Is the jungle was there, like so? Fifteen years old, like he fought, he lost his first fight, and then he went like undefeated for eight fights in a row. Now he's twenty years old, so like there's a there's a, and he is he just beat like a very very good wrestler that I thought he wouldn't beat because back then he wasn't in our team. Now he's in our team, and I thought that he wouldn't beat that guy. And directly when he beat him, I told our manager get him, get that guy. He's a very good guy. And we and we invested in him. We brought him from Brazil, and uh, he's fighting four stars now, like and we're sponsoring him, you know. So there's there's 
we have who else do we have? We have like another guy that's like 20 years old, like from Russia, cousin, uh, cousin to Kamza actually. Like uh, he has like maybe like 150 sambo fights. Uh, he's just gonna turn pro now, like 77 kilos. So this this there's a lot of things happening. We're not just a one or two man show. I build them from we we build them from scratch. Many guys in the, like many coaches they get like like uh, uh, products that are that are already molded, you know. And then they like train them a little. They fixed like one or two things, and then wow, they, that coach has done miracles. You understand? It's not like that. Actually, you you give me a guy that is already good. I can I'll, I'll definitely tell you. I would definitely make him better. I guarantee you that. If you give me a guy that's already good, the 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 art is getting somebody from scratch, like Kamza, like Alex, like Nico, like uh, these these guys, and making them into world class like title contenders from scratch, you know? And there's very few people that can do this, actually. Very few people yeah. that can do this in the world. And this is not knocking anyone. It's that there's amazing coaches like in, in, in America, like Rafael Cordero, like, uh, like Henry Hoof, like, uh, like yeah, a, a lot of like uh, great coaches in America, a lot of great coaches. You say, you know, like a lot of like, I have a lot to learn. I'm learning a lot every day. So there's a lot of coaches that like have been in the game doing this type for many years. That not certainly know some of them. A lot of them know a lot about me. I don't know everything. You know, I just try to do my best. I try to have a good team that like gives me advice. That I give them advice, and we try to work together. You know, and that's the secret. I think like to if you're a one man show, you can never succeed. Yes. Andrea, something else we haven't asked you. Um, yes. When did you left Cyprus? I'm going to tell you why I left Cyprus. Like, no, 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 why? When? 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 Yeah. Uh, you, you, 19- can ask, you, you can answer why as well. 1999. Okay. Because I don't think that, I, that Cyprus could give me what I wanted. I couldn't like I couldn't like do what I wanted to do in Cyprus and reach the level I wanted to reach. Not that like Sweden could, because like when I was in Sweden, it's like it was not the way it was now. I can tell you like this: we have we have in Sweden we have written history here in Sweden. Like the level that we have taken before is like there would be like maybe like five hundred to a thousand people going to the shows. If I could, if I told somebody in 2004 and 2005 that a fighter from Sweden at three, four o'clock a.m. in the morning would fill up Friends uh, Tele2 Arena, which hosts like 25,000 people, 20 to 25,000 people, they would like think that I, they would put me in an, an asylum, like in a crazy house and tell me like, you're crazy, man. Go, what, you haven't taken your pills? Tell me in 2004, 2005, you know, like all of a sudden, and people were like just happy to get into the UFC back then. Now, we have made like the expectations that it's not enough being in the UFC, you have to be in the top 10, a tight, a contender for with the best, you know. And this is the expectation that we have, we have like, like succeeded with 
Uh, these are the expectations that we see. So we have been like through a very tough road. No, no sponsorships, no nothing. And I think like that, it, it would have been like a, a, a tough struggle in Cyprus as well. Uh, I would succeed anywhere I go, and I'm not just being like uh, arrogant now. It's just that's my that's my uh, that's the character of of, of 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 what type of person I am. You know, I don't. I don't like uh, accept like uh, defeat, and if I do get defeated, I have to work hard because the other guy to defeat me must have worked harder. So I learn from the mistakes and I try to work even harder. Like today, say it's we work like three hours. Like Kamza, you should have seen what he did today. It's you, you, you know. Like I, I if I tell you now, you won't believe me. If I tell you, but I'll tell you, okay. You won't believe what he did today. Like he was running like uh, inclines and uh, sprints and like hell bike for one hour. I totally destroyed him. He went and threw up, sat down afterwards and he was like totally, absolutely destroyed. Then the second team comes because I trained him by himself. Like the second team comes in. They start the routine. I turn my back, then I turn back. Who do I see running again? He did another hour and did their workout as well, which I didn't tell him to do. I said to him, it's enough. You've done yours. You've done your five rounds, which is like equivalent to one hour, five rounds, you know? So, and anyone that knows me they know that like when i put you through uh when i test your condition like either you 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 go home in a wheelchair or you like you you have to like or you give up you understand one of the two is not for the faint of hearted you understand because hey you like neither is fighting for the faint of hearted either you understand so you might as well get get used to training in the same circuit as you're going to be fighting understand so that's how you build character yeah and i don't mean that i hurt or destroy the guys like with i think i have the 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 knowledge of the being in 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 50 60 countries in different training camps to understand what is right or wrong you know is that i might not be able to do like like all the techniques of grappling i might not be able to do like all the techniques of like uh of kickboxing or or like wrestling but my strength is like putting a team together and knowing what is right and wrong and putting everything together so it works for that individual person you know and getting them in the best shape possible and their hands they're, they're, they're striking, you know? So that's why Alex is like feared and nobody wants to stand up with him. He's feared globally. Nobody wants to stand up with, with, with the guy, you know? Like, so, uh, like, you know, and he just like went on for another hour. Even I, like, my, my jaw dropped. I was like, what the hell is happening? My God, I was saying. Like, a normal guy would say, I've done this. Like, now I have to rest because on Monday... Like, Andres is going to kill us again, you know? So let me go home, rest and all this. He said, like, I'm not done. I need to do another hour. 
because if they can do this, their, their workout, I need to show them that I can do my workout and their workout. You understand? So he, he went through another hell on earth times two. Wow. I, I was just like blown away today. Blown away today. You know, yesterday, example like uh, our, our normal day. Wake up, eight o'clock, go running, like 40 minutes. Nine o'clock, we do pads, like for another 40 minutes. In between, eats bananas, fruit, whatever. Like uh, <clears throat> 10 o'clock, one and a half hours, 13 to 14, five minute rounds of grappling, sparring. With Finfu? Yes, with Alan Finfu. Then at four o'clock, he does his wrestling. At six o'clock, he does it, he did his physical, that which was strength, not conditioning, but strength difference. You know, seven o'clock, he did like uh, his Muay Thai. That's a normal day. Wow. That's a normal day, my friend. That, you know, that's mad. That's insane, isn't it? That's insane. Yeah. And many wow. people say to me, like, Oh, but like this and this and this. Yeah, if I see that he's very tired one day, I might give him one session, you know? We know what judges it what you know what judges like what how 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 like you decide what the guy what the load is? This. This is what judges the eye, the eye of the coach. If you're a good coach, you understand. And you release the load. If you're if if you're a bad coach, then you say, no matter you don't read the signals. And you don't listen to the to his body how it is, not to the bullshit. Because people like get tired because they might be like fucking around like all night or doing stuff all night or whatever. Like that's that's not my problem. That's not my problem. Is that I don't make the the session easier to fit the weak. I make the session strong to fit to to fit the strong. You know the people that want to get somewhere. The weak don't survive. You know. And that's how it is in the, in the in the cage as well. The weak do not survive, you know. I don't want like people that are not serious because that to me is that is it's like a disease. Is that it spreads to the people that are serious. It's a weakness. Negativity is like a disease. It spreads, you know. And I try to cut it directly. Like so, if I if I hear that anyone's negative, if I hear that nobody that people don't want to do want to do these things, I don't force them. Don't. Don't do it. It's no problem. Just show up for the 10, 10, 10, uh, 10 session. It's no problem. If you want to be a part of all stars, be, show up for the 10 session. But everything else is extra. And when you do extra, you become like Kamza. You become like Alex. You become like, like uh, Bernardo. You become like uh, the, 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 the top guys, you know? Like they never, they never they, when, they, when they spar, they're never really like in, in, arrested. They over, they've already had like maybe like two sessions before they've even come to the sparring. So you're not getting a complete version. The difference is that closer to the fight, you rest them. And that, there, then they become like animals. Then they become animals. Then you see the true colors when they go in to the fight and they haven't got two, two sessions when they go on, the, on their backs before that. When they go into the fight and they're strong and they're savage and they have the energy like that they didn't have the, they have the energy that they didn't have before. Say, you know, like we, we had like last year, last year, even with the corona, God bless everyone. I hope everyone's healthy. I hope everyone's good. Um, I 
my my condolences to the the mass tragedy uh, tragedy around the world. You know, it's like I've had the corona as well. Like uh, I've had a lot of uh, friends and uh, people like that are that are close to me that have had the corona, and uh, in many cases in ninety nine percent of the cases like it's uh, we recovered. One percent like is yeah. Anyway. And uh, it's not a joke, man. It's not a joke. Like the, this Corona thing is like I understand like how the sick or the older older generation is like it's having a hard time because it took all my energy to just recover and survive it uh, in March. So like yeah, last year was like hell, like but people are, are, are a species that always finds a way to survive anything, you know? In any uh, area of the world, we found always a, a, a way to survive, like in ice, in sun, in deserts, in the sea, everywhere. And we're going to find a way to survive this as well. So, but going back to last year, say it was a bad year, but also a good year because we had like maybe like 45 uh, professional fights, uh, 36 wins. So it was good. It was a good year. It was a good year. And we had like a, a lot of rising stars like Guram, for example. Guram Katel, Katel, the, the Georgian Viking. The Georgian Viking. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I watched so some of his. Yeah. So he's like, he's, he's, he's very good. Very good fighter. I forgot to talk about him. He's a very, very good fighter. This one. Like up and coming yeah. uh, uh, star as well. So... We're working hard, my friend. There is no simple way. Like, we even, there is no guarantee that you're going to win either. Just because you work so many hours doesn't mean, like, that, that you can't be beat, you know? Like, so you just, there's, there's only one guarantee that you, the harder you work, the, 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 the more you do your best, you know? The, 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 more you, the more hours you put in, the more you do your best. And I don't believe that, like, this in, like, quantity over quality that is such yeah. bullshit i'm going to tell you why because somebody that throws 1000 jabs and somebody that throws 1 million jabs who's going to be better at throwing the jab repetition is all is the mother of all development you know and it takes hours and hours of of like grind to perfect the technique so yeah Nice. Um, Andreas, I have two final quick questions for you before yes. we wrap it up. First one, when are we seeing you in Cyprus? Uh, Cyprus, I hope that we're off when this corona thing is over because I miss my family. Say hello to, I'm saying hello to my family as well. Like I miss them. I, I, my family comes from Larnaca. Nice. So... So I miss my family and uh, I would like to be there as soon as possible. But this corona, as soon as we, we take all the vaccines and everything is safe and the lockdowns are done and the businesses are back, are back and, uh, you know, people, it's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of struggle now, you know. So when things get back to somewhat normal, I don't know if you've traveled. Have you traveled any time 
recently? Yeah, between UK and Cyprus mainly. You see how like the just traveling, like what a difference, like the, the how just the simple thing as tr- going on an aeroplane and flying to another country, how it has changed now, you know? Like yeah. you have to have masks, you have to have screen, you have the, these controls like to left and right. In some countries, you have to have like blood tests to show that you haven't got the corona before you go there. Like, and things like this, you know, so it's, it's crazy. You see people like in space suits, like all white suits with masks and goggles and things like this. Like they, yeah. you have to have masks like, and this mask is killing me. I get a headache because I'm breathing in like the, my, the carbon dioxide that I'm breathing out, you know. So yeah. uh, in Cyprus, I, I would like to come as soon as I can, you know, when I haven't got any venues that we have to go to. I would like to come as soon as as soon as I can and see my family. You're more than welcome to come. And Thank my you. final question. I want a quick prediction for Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor for tonight. I think like, uh, oh, I'm so bad at predictions. <laughs> like, but I think like I'm going to go for, for McGregor. Uh, You're going to finish it or is it going to be by decision? How did they? How did it go last time? Uh, McGregor knocked him out. Ninety seconds. Twenty seconds. Ninety. Ninety. Nine zero. Ninety seconds. I think it's going to be a knockout again, in the second round, second or third round. Fair enough. I think it's going to be a knockout again in the second or third round, but Portier has actually developed a lot, I think, and. Uh, mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if, like, it, it's it, it it's uh, it would be like an upset, you know, because I don't know, I don't, you know, you don't know, like, like, yeah, man, it's like McGregor, McGregor hasn't had an easy life, like, uh, like in the in the recently, has he, with all the yeah. things that he's gone through, like, so I think that, like, I, but I think that, like, McGregor is a, it's. If it's the same McGregor that he's that that always like that is you know and he's trained good, then he's like it was probably gonna he's gonna probably gonna beat like Portier, my opinion yeah. you know. Then he's like I've had uh, a lot of like <laughs> like mistakes before, you know. Like, so I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm predicting um, Portier decision. Okay. McGregor all day, man. I think so too. Yeah. I think, I he's, think, just, yeah, I think. he's going to walk on to the left hand. <laughs> yeah, thing I think is, that... I always go against McGregor. And the only time I went with him was against Khabib. So let's see. You know, like, I went, I went, uh, there's three, I think three times I went against McGregor. One of them was like with uh, Mayweather, which is, uh, I don't know how people would have him as a winner, you know, like at that one. Like, and then he say I had, I actually went with him, like with the Khabib fight as well. Uh, I went with him, like with a Khabib fight. Uh, then I went, I went against him actually with the, with the, with Diaz. Both fights. So I don't know. Like that one was like, I thought that Diaz was going to beat him in the second fight as well. But, yeah. 
Andreas, it was a pleasure having you, my friends. We've discussed Thank you, my many friend. interesting I know topics. I, I know I talk a lot. <laughs> no, it's very interesting, man. Thank you so much, man. Thank to you. Get your mindset and your story. It's been, a, it's been a privilege to have you on the show and to educate the followers. And do any podcasts. I don't do any media. I, don't do, I try to stay out of these things because I just get... Just pisses me off with all the haters that like it, it that that like keyboard warriors that like when you're in the in the limelight like you, they start like writing. I had the guy like that once said to me, "I'm gonna chop you up in like in a in a in a and put you in black bags and throw you into the off the Stockholm Bridge like things like that," you know. So like I usually don't do this, but because this is from my from my home and this is from my from my country you know like it's it's such a pleasure you know with like it's such a pleasure to like just talk with you guys like it's 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 different he like said yeah. my my heart like is in cyprus you know my heart is in cyprus and my you you, you you're my people we appreciate that thank you man. brother thank you so much brother thank you no man we, we cheers thank you guys thank you so thank much you. thank you Thanks for your listening.